1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNC's apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858
0: Joining us to talk World Cups, but of a of a different ilk from SEN in Sydney is uh, Warriors and Panthers legend uh, Greg Alexander. G'day, mate. How are you? Hi,
1: Ricardo. Very good. Very good. I was just uh, li- I was listening to that interview there, and, and just thinking about what a weekend the Kiwis had in sport. Um, and I watched some golf tournaments yesterday, mm. uh, but after. New Zealand beat Australia in the cricket And, and did it so well uh, Yesterday afternoon I watched Lydia Ko The Kiwi uh, A four shot winner in the BMW Ladies Championship uh, Ryan Fox, and I, I love Ryan Fox I, I follow the golf fanatically And Ryan Fox is one of my favourite And uh, he was leading Coming into the final round Of the Mallorca Classic And Steve Alka, the Kiwi Won the Champions Tour event This morning, so uh, cricket and golf, very good. Ryan Fox didn't get it done today. He had a one-over par final round. He fell back to fourth spot. But pretty good weekend for the Kiwis. And then you throw in their win over Jamaica, which, you know, was more like a training run. But um, good weekend to be a Kiwi. Yeah, very good
0: weekend to be a Kiwi, mate, at the moment. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't want to dwell on the cricket because I don't know this what we got you here for. But first time we've beaten you in your, on, on your own patch in, in any form. Yes, since something, mm. 2011?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Big, big gap, and and we spoke to Ian Healy this morning about it, and he just said, like, you know, those watching it, the Kiwis played the perfect game. The bat, the batting was you know, was brilliant uh, from Finn Allen, um, and not too many Australians know much about Finn, but uh, Vossi picked him up and said, look out for Finn Allen in the World Cup when he hit 101, 101 off 56 balls against Scotland in one of the warm-up games. He said Finn Allen just might make a statement in this World Cup, and then him with Devon Conway at uh, 92. It was going to be hard to do after that, after the, that opening stand and uh, how quickly they got... Runs on the board was always scoreboard pressure, just too much for the Aussies. I've
0: got to ask you, Greg, uh,
1: there's
0: another great story there too. Uh, how many how many push ups have you ever done in a day or in, in one go? What's what's your record? Do you reckon when you well, were training? Well, I don't
1: do I don't do that much training anymore. But push ups are the one thing that I do do because I can do them anywhere. I don't have to go to the gym to do push ups. But I, I'm a you know I'm 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 topping out at a hundred and fifty push. I do, I do three lots of fifty push ups a morning just to keep the body ticking over, but I'm I'm assuming that you're going to tell me a crazy story about one of the, it's not James Neesham, is it? God, oh, no. he's a big strong athlete. <laughs> no, it's not Jimmy Neesham, but it, it,
0: it is Glenn Phillips who took the Superman catch um, about a year or so ago in the, he was playing in the Caribbean Premier League and they had, a, they had a lockdown, so he could only leave his hotel room for training and to play games, yep. and uh, we had him on for an interview and we said, what do you do with your time? And he said, I've started doing press-ups. We're like, oh, how many are you doing? He goes, oh, about 500 a day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot of push-ups, isn't it? But he, he's, a, he's a great athlete, and that was uh, certainly evident when he took that catch, like, you know, sprinting and full-stretch dive to take the catch. Uh, you know, there mightn't be a better one through the World Cup.
0: No, I don't think I don't think there will be mate. It's, it's definitely be. It'll take some beating. It'll take some beating. We should talk rugby league World Cup mate, because uh, yep. you know who your quarter final opponent is now for the Kangaroos. Looks like yeah, it's going to be Mitchell Moses's uh, Lebanon, and yeah, it's an interesting story, isn't it? Michael Checker, he's coached Argentina to a win over the Wallabies. Now he gets to
1: coach Lebanon against the Kangaroos. Yeah, that's look, Michael Checker, and I've been um, you know chatting on and off to Michael Checker for the last oh, 15 years and. Uh, it, it goes back to the, the days when he was coaching the New South Wales Waratahs. And I used to, uh, I, I was working on radio and we'd always catch up with Check and uh, go through what the Waratahs had done, you know, talk about what they've, uh, you know, their, their games over the weekend. And, and out of those chats, you know, some 15 years ago, he was always fascinated with the league. And he'd always, uh, after the on the back end of the interview, he'd always say, you know ask about the league players and he said he'd watch this game so over the years i've always known that michael checker has been a big rugby league fan and you know spent some time with the roosters uh, over the last couple of years not this year of course because or or the last 18 months maybe two years ago he spent some time with the roosters and trent robinson uh just to you know just to challenge himself and learn how different sports do things uh he's been pretty good as the Argentina coach. And you know to coach Lebanon now, and I've listened to him. I, I think Michael Checker would, w- without doubt, make a good NRL coach. And he's sort of flagged that he might be interested, um, mm-hmm. you know, over the next few years. So doing some good things. And uh, yeah, you're right. Lebanon will now play Australia in the in the quarter final. I've already penciled in my semi finalists. That you know we'll play Australia. will play New Zealand in one semi final. England will be the other semi finalist, and it's whoever wins. Uh, The quarterfinal out of Samoa and Tonga because that's where they're headed now. England will finish top of their group with Samoa getting beaten by England in the first game. It looks like Samoa will play Tonga and that will be uh, to decide who plays England in in that other semi. What, where are you
0: on Samoa? Because I was big on them ahead of this World Cup. I looked at that team, and you know they they were the Blue Panthers, effectively, particularly the back line. And I thought there's there's no way that they lose to England here. And then they just they just didn't turn up against England. I mean, where are you with that? I mean, is that
1: on Matt Parrish for you? Uh, well, look, as a coach, you, you you try and create an atmosphere and a, an environment that you know has your players play their best footy. That there's in in terms of when when you're coaching a side, I think a rep team, and you've got limited time to prep, you prep these players. You, you don't want to get too technical. You have, but these blokes are smart players. They they there there isn't too much that you have to tell them. You just want to have them in the best frame of mind. Now they weren't in the best frame of mind. Now whether that falls on the coach or whether that falls on the senior players, um, take your pick. Um, but, you know, when you are coaching and your side chock full of stars and, you know, eight current origin players, all NRL stars and, and very good senior players, too. Like the two front rowers, like, you know, Junior's a captain of Parramatta, Junior Paulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Papaliki has been, you know, one of the leading forwards for, for a number of years. Um, throw in the grand finalists from Penrith and um, players like Jaden Sewer. There's plenty of experience there. So, um, just a really poor start to the tournament. I don't know where you you, you apportion the blame, but um, you know, no one aimed up, but they did this morning, and and not surprised to see them put so many points on Greece because of the players they have in their side. This is a side that can, you know, if the defense isn't up to scratch, they'll they'll put seventy points on, just like they've done to Greece. So, yeah, I I guess poor start, but they've you know they've made amends with this performance but it won't mean much if they don't get past Tonga in the quarter final i think for samoa to have a successful world cup they have to at least get to the semi finals and then they might get to meet england again well, yeah, they might do. They might do. I mean, I
0: tell you what, you don't have to be uh, too much of a coach, I wouldn't have thought, to get uh, to get the, the Samoans up for a game against Tonga. Um, I, th- I think, I think no. that'll, that'll look after itself. But, I mean, the Samoans do have to get past the French, um, who are missing a couple of players.
1: But, I mean, that's not a laydown either, is it? Uh, not a laydown, but I wouldn't be backing against them. Mm. Um, you know, France were competitive against England over the weekend, and the 18-12 scoreline certainly said that. And even in the second half, there was—I wouldn't say it was a great performance by England, but but France did their best to stay in the game. They just lacked the stars and lacked the firepower that that England have. Uh, George Williams was man of the match, got awarded man of the match. And if England are going to make the final, at least you know, or or win a semi-final, they need their halves to be playing well, and that's that is a good sign. Um, Dominic Young's been a star for for England, but. Uh, I you know off the back of knowing what Samoa can do and what potential they have and hopefully after getting past Greece and coming into the next game against France confident I I think France are up against it. Mm, yeah I, I agree with you.
0: I I can't yeah. can't see them uh you know sort of it'd be it'd certainly be an upset. Um what about uh, your Kangaroos mate because when Mel named the squad for this I I kind of it felt like uh, he was putting two squads together and, and, and picking, you know, sort of the best out of it. It felt like because he hasn't coached for so long, it was mm-hmm. a team from 2019 with a few people that had stood up this season. You know, I mean, like the, with Daily Cherry Evans making it, obviously, and, and and things. He's got a few decisions to make, but it it didn't feel like a 100% cohesive squad. Um, you know, no Damian Cook, but you've got Ben Hunt, who's not really a hooker in there, et cetera.
1: Yeah, but I, I guess that worked for, for Queensland and, and um – yeah, you know, Ben Hunt. Although he doesn't play hooker for um, his club side for the Dragons, uh, that's because you know he wants to play halfback, and they need him to play halfback. If Ben Hunt could play hooker and halfback for the Dragons, they they might have made the eight this year. But uh, I think that's the best rotation. Of course, Happy Corrissy, missed out too after his amazing season with the Panthers. Um, but the the Grant Hunt combination worked well in Origin. They're happy to go with it, and I'm I'm certainly I wouldn't. Uh, Criticise you know the Australian Selectors or Mal for using Those two um, you know, Whether Hunt starts or Grant starts I don't think It matters because part of Australia's best 17 includes Both of those players if Hunt starts off the Bench he's per- he's a perfect Number 14 because mm. there's not Many players in the comp uh, In the NRL that can play Hooker or half uh, As competently as Ben Hunt does so uh, that covers the injury to the halves, but it also gives you that option to playing a dummy half. So starting or not starting, Ben Hunt will be in the best 17. So will Harry Grant. Um, there's probably a front row spot up for grabs or a couple because they'll they'll play a couple off the bench. Tino Fasua Malawi will be one of the front rowers. It just depends whether it's Traiboevich or Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard as to who who wins the other spot, starting spot, and then you'll have a couple off the bench. Uh, The back row is interesting too. There's, you know, Liam Martin and Angus Crichton played in the game against Scotland. Uh, Before that, Jeremiah Nanai was very good, and I would think as part of the best 17 for Australia, Cam Murray Murray will be one of the back rowers. Uh, Then it'll either be Crichton, Martin or Nanai. Uh, because I think Yo will play at lock if Nathan Cleary plays halfback, and I think he will. Uh, and now it's just about resting the players. You don't want Tedesco playing all five, so I'm sure he'll get a rest against Italy. Cameron Munster will get a rest at some stage before the uh, before the knockout stage of the tournament gets underway. And then there's probably a, a, a centre spot up for grabs. Whether Mal wants to play Val Holmes on the wing or in the centres, uh, if it's in the centres with Latrell Mitchell. Then there's a wing spot up for grabs, whether it's Campbell Graham, uh, whether it's Murray Tualangi, uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I I think there's some locked-in positions for the Australians and then there's a couple up for grabs.
0: Yeah, I think that was the big question, mark. I think a lot of people assumed, um, especially after game one, that uh, Daly Cherry Evans was Bell's preferred halfback. But you think Nathan Cleary will start, say, a, a semi-final against the Kiwis if that's the way it pans out?
1: I think so. I, I think Cleary is the is the number one option. You know, I think after what he's done, Nathan Cleary deserves to be the number seven on the back of his form for the last two years. We haven't played international football since twenty nineteen. Um, since twenty nineteen, uh, Cleary's gone to a grand final, won two grand finals, won an Origin series, didn't win this year's Origin series, but that didn't mean he played poorly. Um, you know, que- Queensland beat. New South Wales in the decider by six points or eight points, so it was it was it was pretty a tight series. Clearly was um, fantastic in game two, so uh, an incumbency really doesn't mean much because it's that long ago, like it's three years ago. So you know, I think if you're going to pick your best players, and that's what you pick for Australia, I know there's been a lot of talk about combinations. But I think Cleary's a good enough player and even though the the game against Scotland, I don't think you learn much when a side wins by 80. Um, I think Mal's just got to go with his best players. And at the moment, Cleary's one of the best players in the comp. Um, Doesn't matter what position he plays. um, That's across the board. So um, they want to spend time together, but I think training is also pretty important. Like, you know, your combinations improve when you train together and you know, clearly Munster. I don't think there's any question that they'll be able to strike up a good combination. But Mal will want his best side. I think playing by knockout stage, so quarterfinal, pick your best team because the finals come a week early uh, against the Kiwis. New Zealand and Australia are the best two sides, but they meet in the semi-final. So that's a final for both sides. Uh, as you know, as to who wins and goes through to the final, that's that's the biggest game of the World Cup.
0: Mm, yeah, it is. And I'm not sure who did this draw, uh, Greg, but it's uh, yes. probably the same person that did the draw for the Women's World Cup. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, there's only been five Women's World Cups shared between New Zealand and Australia. Somehow we're in the same pool. Will England get to play Brazil and Canada in theirs? Oh, OK. They're looking after the home, the, the home team. <laughs> Just a bit, aren't they? <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, you mentioned um, uh, Ben Hunt before ago, I'll ask you about this, because uh, it's, it's certainly been boiling away in the background. Uh, St George isn't a, isn't a happy playground at the moment, players not turning up for end-of-season awards, players, senior players calling out the coach. I mean, there was some talk that Brad Arthur might end up at St George because Parra were looking to move him um, sort of halfway through the season, but it doesn't seem like Anthony Griffin's job security is great at the moment. What, what are you hearing around that?
1: Uh, yeah, not, not not much more than what we what we read in the press. So you know, but it isn't certainly isn't a good look. Look, I, I I thought the Dragons were in for a good year last year. I thought they could make the finals, but they fell short and they finished the season pretty poorly. Um, you know, I think winning only one or two of their last six games sort of fell away there, uh, as they did the year before for for different reasons, but. Um, the off season hasn't been good for them, you know. When it's it's never good when you read about former players criticising the club or, or in fact the coach, um, and then f- to only have three players turn up to end of season awards, which the chairman Craig Young has come out and said was disgraceful, and that's contradicting what the CEO had said, so sort of sweeping it under the table. But it doesn't matter how many players were away on World Cup duty. Ben Hunt was away. Well, he was part of a squad. The World Cup hadn't started, so some might have been away and not in Australia, but, you know, to only have three players turn up says a lot about what's going on there and, you know, things don't look good for the Dragons coming into next year unless they can somehow make a change. You've got current players wanting to get out of their deals, although they've they've stopped that talk around Jaden Sullivan and uh, Tyrell Sloan, but... Uh, yeah, they're up against it uh, Certainly not much hope for the fans As they look at what's happening at Their club over the summer mm, Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a wait and see i tell you what The busiest phone in Australia
0: Might be Anthony Seabold's In this off-season Because I think there'll be a few a few people Trying to get in touch with him And see what he's up to next season uh, Greg, thanks very much for coming on, mate Go well And uh, I, I, I hope uh, carrying the weight of, of, of Vossi Over in the UK is not too hard for you <laughs> No, it's working
1: well. So the technology's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Ricardo, thank you.
0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit TyrePower.com.au now.